0: At midnight at the Juyuan Middle School, hundreds of parents waited as they had for hours and hours, pain and uncertainty and palpable fear etched on their faces then a moment of hope an ambulance pulls up and a survivor is lifted in the crowd presses forward parents desperate to see the face of their child miraculously alive
1: an ambulance is just pulled away here the crowd is being held back by soldiers or police an ambulance is pulling away
0: one mother cries out hopefully my child my child
1: I'm standing right outside the remnants of what was the Jiuyuan Middle School. There are about seven cranes here now, heavy equipment. It's uh, midnight, and there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of anxious parents watching this effort. Uh, parts of the building are still standing, parts are completely gone, and the cranes are lifting heavy chunks of masonry, trying to find the children who might be still
0: inside. Xu Bing and Xu Yachun were waiting for any word of their 15-year-old daughter. The military is running the rescue effort at the school, but these parents tell us the heavy machinery, these cranes came late, way too late. We were on our knees begging, they say, begging the People's Armed Police. Nobody was in charge. Two hours went by, no equipment. Three hours, no equipment. Then four hours. We hear from some of the parents here that they started digging in the rubble by themselves when the machinery didn't arrive. This mother, Yang Rong, says she was able to hear her 14-year-old son's voice in the rubble and still could, many hours after the earthquake hit. He's still inside, he's still talking, she says. She tells us one survivor who had escaped said when the earthquake hit, the teachers told the students, don't move, don't move. Yang Rong says if the students had run, they would have survived. Over and over tonight, the scene is not of survival, but of unrelenting death. Military officers in fatigues run out from the wreckage with a body on a makeshift wooden stretcher. The child's face is gray, covered in dust. One arm is stretched straight above his head, as if he had been reaching for escape. His body is laid on a plastic tarp alongside many, many others. When the body is set down, parents crowd around to see if he's their son. And soon enough, four women collapse in grief at his side. They're rocking in pain and wailing as they recognize the boy as their own. One woman finally lowers the boy's arm, one final gesture of loving kindness. As the hours pass, the night takes on a grim, devastating rhythm of its own. After family members identify a body, they cover the child in plastic and take him or her under shelters where they've set up shrines for their dead. They unwind the plastic and wrap the young forms in soft quilts and set them onto whatever bit of cardboard or plywood the family can find. They set a few stones underneath, if they can, to lift the body off the ground. And they gather around in mourning. Some light red candles and incense. Some burn paper money to send their child into the afterlife. Others light firecrackers to ward off evil spirits. Tonight, there were dozens upon dozens of families going through this same grim ritual. Their heads bowed in unspeakable pain as they sat vigil over small, lifeless forms. Many of these young victims would have been their parents' only children. And in row after row, their parents sat huddled through the rainy night, keeping watch one last time over their babies.